0: So we have some exciting news. Um, we are gonna be doing a new interactive podcast episode where we talk about UFO interactions with you, the listener. You can go ahead and check out, listed in the bio, I have a number you can call, leave a message, and I can take that and put it on air, or transcribe it, or you can email. So check the bio, give us a call. We're gonna be putting in this information probably in the next week or two, or maybe month, depending on how people are gonna call So call in. If you have any questions about UFOs, if you have any things you would like for me to answer on UFOs, or if you have any theories on UFOs, and if you have any um, first-hand, second-hand, any interaction, please give a call. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax and listen and enjoy the show. Imagine you wake up one Sunday with your wife and decide to take a little hike. You have a one year old daughter, a dog, and you moved out a little bit outside of San Diego in order to live a more peaceful and laid back life have been during COVID so as a result of it you're kind of seeking an environment in which you can remain healthy but keep a healthy distance from people. Well today's story is one that has baffled and really created a lot of mystery as it relates to a family that went hiking one day and they never came back. Let's get into it.
1: Authorities have revealed the cause of death for the California family mysteriously found dead with their dog along a hiking trail in the Sierra National Forest in August. In a press conference on Thursday, the Mariposa County Sheriff's Office confirmed that John Garish, Ellen Chung, and their one-year-old daughter, Midju, died of hyperthermia and probably dehydration. According to the police, their eight-year-old dog, Oski, also suffered a heart-related death. The sheriff told reporters that for Mariposa County, this is rare, adding, this is the first hyperthermia cause of death that he's witnessed there in 20 years. The family were discovered dead on August 17th, just one day after they were reported missing by their nanny. According to the Washington Post, Garish was discovered in a seated position with Miju and Oski near him, while Chung was found dead a ways away from them up a hill. The family, as well as the dog, reportedly did not have any physical wounds or signs of trauma on their bodies. As authorities worked to determine their cause of death, a portion of a river located near where the family was found was closed in September due to toxic algae. Police stated on Thursday that they do not believe the family ingested that water in the area.
0: So as we look at this story, it's really interesting to kind of put some stuff into context. And this is where it's created a lot of, um, I don't want to say controversy, but people have been creating a lot of different theories b- behind it. Now, whenever we look at this hike, what we have to understand is it's related. It's in the Sierra of Nevada. So it's close to Yosemite but it's a little bit outside of the beaten path. And whenever we first start to read different comments, I did a deep dive in research, and I wanted to determine what people were saying about this hike. Now, originally it was Hens Cove Trail, and it transitioned into another one in the Sierra Nevada Forest. Now, this trail is a little bit, it's pretty intense. I think in elevation gain, not too much, maybe 2,000, and it's roughly going to be a seven-mile hike that you're going to partake that day. If you look at the reviews on the line, it says hiking, walking, dog-friendly, river, views, waterfall, wildfire, um, wildflowers, wildlife, rocky. But this is what it says, no shade. So whenever you embark on that and you hear it, you know that it's going to be a pretty intense hike. Now, what's so interesting is if you read the first comment, and this was August 7th, 2023, so it would have been in the same time period season-wise whenever Gresh and his wife Ellen, daughter, and dog would have partaked on this hike. And it indicated in this comment is what it said. This is from Kira Pullman. She would have hiked it. She said, quote, great hike to beat the Yosemite crowd. We only saw two other people the entire time, and we were on the trail. We hiked 2.5 miles, swam, fished for several hours. Warning, it was hot hiking out there, so bring plenty of water. Now, if we look at the temperature for this time of year, it varies. This week alone, we've been kind of coinciding with the same time. The high is 95 degrees, and the low is 66. So what happened with the aggression that Ellen and and Miss Chung, the wife, is really something that creates a lot of thinking in terms of what potentially could have happened. Now, whenever we look at this, what we have to understand is it was about 70 degrees when they woke up and the heat would have gone up to 109 that day. Reading the information about this hike indicating that there's no shade, it could potentially lead one to believe that as a result of that exposure of the harsh conditions, it could create an environment where someone could die from potential heat exhaustion. But whenever we look at heat exhaustion as a cause of death, when we look at hypothermia, things like that, you're more likely to die from hypothermia than anything. In the United States alone, the number for heat exhausted deaths for 2023 was 700 across the board. So the likelihood that a whole family would die from heat exhaustion, including their dog, if that's the case, seems to be like a one in billion percent chance. But don't quote me on that math. So what happened is the Marie Posa County Sheriff would have done an investigation on what the cause of death was it would have been a two year investigation in which they would have determined what the cause of death actually was as of friday october 15th we have determined the official cause of death the cause of death for jonathan garrish ellen chung aurelia miju chung garrish has been determined as hyperthermia and probable dehydration due to the environmental exposure. I mean, it seems pretty intense. I mean, how could that potentially have happened? It seems so quick. You know, whenever we look at these conditions, you know, what's really crazy is if we look at the timeline, we can indicate that they started hiking around 7.44 AM on that day. They stopped in order to take a picture. kind of starting a picture at the trail guide. This was indicated from an FBI report that looked over their phone. They took another picture at 8 p.m. i a.m. sorry, 8 a.m. in the morning. The temperature would have still been in the 70s. They hiked a little bit more, looked like they went through some switchbacks, gained in some altitude, would have taken a picture at 9 a.m. Now, we have the same situation happening from 9.35 to 9.39 a.m. where we have other pictures being taken. 10 a.m. picture being taken. a picture being taken in 10.29. Then we have 11.56 a.m., another picture being taken or potential message. So throughout this whole time, we have a consistent use of the phone. Now, whenever we're looking at what has happened, we can determine that the phone was being used at a high rate. Now, we do know that it was particularly hot that day. We know that exposure on this trail is very high and there's no shade. Now, whenever we look at what happened next between 1029 and 1209, that's when things get interesting. So we can determine that the, the 1029 a.m. was the last picture that was taken on this trail with this family. There's a text sent out at 1156 a.m., but then there was calls to 911 for potential emergencies. Now, whenever we look at the call cycle, we can determine that the first went out at 1209. There was another call at 1235, 1236, 1236, 1236. So potentially one could determine if heat exhaustion was starting to set in, then around 1209 it would have been very obvious. And from the time period of 1209 to 1235, there would have been potential conversations. Now here's what we know. John Gersh is 45 years old. Ellen Chung would have been 31. She was a yoga extru- instructor the child would have been one years old and the dog, which was an Australian shepherd named Oski, would have been eight. Within this two-hour window is where we can potentially see the downfall of what could happen. Now, another thing we know is they had about 85 ounces of water in one bottle of formula. No food, nothing else. Now, whenever we look about 80 to 85 um, ounces of water, it really puts in, the, if I were to put it into a context, it's about a gallon of water so whenever you think about that you know full gallon would have been 168 ounces of water um which if you're doing a three mile hike it would have sufficed but this hike being close to seven miles with the one-year-old with a heat index going up to 109 now it really made you wonder what potentially could have happened now i did a deep dive on john grish or johnny and i really didn't find anything on his social media that indicated he was a experienced hiker. but We didn't know he was a coder for Google, and I'm gonna go ahead and play a clip of him actually giving a presentation. So you guys can get a feel for his cadence. My name's Jonathan,
1: and I'm an engineer at Google. And welcome to today's session. Uh, We're gonna talk about how to build testable apps uh, for Android. So through the history of time, architecture has continually evolved. Uh, in style and ambition to fit our expanding visions.
0: Now that's him in a minute presentation kind of talking about it. Now, what's really interesting about this is they're saying that they didn't have anything within their system. So whenever the Sheriff's Department would have arrived on scene, they would have determined that they, in fact that this family was about 1.6 miles away from their car, so relatively close. Um, what they saw is they found that the, that the father John Gersh was actually slumped over with the dog tied to him and the baby. The wife was actually further away when she actually um, passed away, which kind of coincides potentially with the call. Maybe she left to reach somebody, but the heat exhaustion was so much that maybe she came to that heat. Now, whenever we look at the body as a source of heat, we understand that you know, the normal temperature is 98.8 degrees and anything above 104 could potentially be fatal. Now, if you're hiking in this environment, as I read o- earlier, and there is sun exposure, and the temperature drastically changes to 109, you could see where heat, it, where heat exposure could truly be a potential cause of death. But for a whole family, it seems kind of outlandish. I think whenever we look at this story, um, there's a lot of different points that are very curious. Such as, you know, for a hike like this, why would you take a one-year-old? And were you not aware of the weather? Did that change? Were you new to the area? You know, I think whenever you hike in certain environments, a seven-mile hike can potentially be a lot if you are not truly prepared. Now, within this story, it looks like there was a potential aspect of not being truly prepared. You know, whenever we look at national parks currently, there's a lot of conspiracy theories right now that potentially there's a cave system that allows that creates a creates an environment where people are disappearing at, at a lot of rates. You know, we look at Yosemite. A lot of people disappear at Yosemite. I think the last number I checked since the beginning of the open was 1,300. Um, and you know, there's data points like that where people are still going missing. It is the wilderness. This is a rugged area, and you can never underestimate what could potentially happened. Whenever I look at this story though, if I am allowing my conspiracy theory thought process to take over, it's one theory that I think about what else could have happened. You know, not too long ago, I actually did a podcast on Dr. Stephen Greer indicating these concepts of EMPs that could potentially stun UFOs that allow certain contractors to take over and potentially hijack it. I'm not saying that was the situation or the case. But it would have had to been something like that if it was not anything such as heat exhaustion. Because when we look at the nature of how the bodies were found, they were, body, they were found with no any type of disruption. There was no blunt force trauma. Um, the family was not doing a, a, a you know, they weren't purposely going there to potentially kill themselves. They were essentially just enjoying a normal day hike whenever this situation transpired. Now, I can't definitively give you know say yes or no about the heat exhaustion, but whenever we're looking at the nature of this trail, it seems that potentially could be it. John Grish was from the UK. You know, whenever you're in England, you know, you don't ever really have to brace yourself for temperatures of one hundred and nine degrees and what that could potentially feel like or forty three Celsius. Obviously there is heat waves that happen in the UK but in the United States, and California, in the South, you know, we have infrastructure put in place. You know, I remember as a kid going out and working with my father and his company and it being close to 95, 98 degrees, and we wouldn't work in 100-degree weather because of the fact it could be too hot. But this situation indicates that they're saying that there's probable dehydration as a result of the death. Now, whenever we look at that, they had to test their water bottles with half a gallon of water. Which in seven miles seems like half a gallon would have been enough in order not to die from dehydration. You know, dehydration can set in in three days if you have no water, and it is potentially the number one cause in third world countries, you know, and it can happen. But it takes a dramatic, it, takes a, it almost takes something to happen so crazy. You know, in certain situations in third world countries, people die of dehydration as a result of having. Um, diarrhea and their body not being able to hold any fluids. So if we look at the timeline, if they stopped taking pictures at around 10:30, and it got hot from that two-hour period, it would have to have been really, really hot. You know, and no telling what it would have felt like with the sun exposure. But with that being said, you should always take the proper precautions whenever you're going hiking. Bring plenty of water, plenty of snacks identify the terrain, and understand what the heat or the weather is going to be the next day. You know, whenever you're fully prepared in these environments, that's what's going to help you see through. I've been in situations where I potentially had hypothermia as I was backpacking on the Continental Divide in Canada, and I didn't, we didn't check the weather. And that was the biggest indicator. So always check the weather. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.